0: welcome back baseball fans how are y'all today today is sunday november 27th that's shelby we have guest super special guest apollo des um most everybody should know from apollo hou if you don't know now you do um i am not gonna lie just a tiny bit starstruck i'm fighting it very hard does so just (laughs) I would kind of fall over my words anyhow, uh, because I am who I am, and you know words are hard. But this is—is is this episode 16 or episode 17, Shelby?
1: I don't know. We've been on like a hiatus,
0: and we've been out of it, so
1: I don't know. It, it doesn't feel real though, because it's like not baseball season anymore. It's not baseball
0: season. It is. I would. I want to say hot stove season. It's not hot stove season either. It's like lukewarm stove it's so again.
2: boring right now <laughs> someone <laughs> needs to do something
0: but we're, we're gonna get into it but first we're gonna drink um i have i don't know what i had i had four roses single barrel you can kind of see nice. it over my beautiful choice. it's a great yeah. choice it was it was a birthday present so that was that was why we took the hiatus because um someone turned 40 not shelby so Obviously, not Dez either. So, there only leaves one of us.
2: Happy um, birthday. Yeah. Yeah.
0: The Loft 18 birthday party was, was a hit. I loved it. So, we'll this, be back. This was a birthday present four roses, single barrel. Mm. For our YouTube people, I'm holding the bottle up. For our non YouTube people, still holding the bottle up. <laughs> <laughs> Um, As you know, this is not an actual bourbon podcast. I don't know the difference between bourbon and whiskey, and I don't have any sort of notes on anything. Um, I'm going to just drink it and tell you if it's good or not. Shelby, what are you drinking? I went,
1: um, you know, trying to get in the holiday spirit. I went super bougie. We are going uh, Maker's Private Selection. They have a sugar. It's a sugar and spice. This is the sugar. Um, Mm. It's a little sweet. Um, I've bought this for much more than I thought I would ever spend on alcohol. Um, It was cheaper than most of my bar tabs in Edo or all of my bar tabs ever in Edo. But uh, yeah, I thought I would not kill half the bottle in a week, but here we are. It's wonderful by the way.
0: Yeah. We're we're
2: just celebrating world series. That's all we gotta do. Right.
1: Somebody asked me the other day, they were like, uh, one of my friends came in from Arkansas and he was like, are you, are you feeling good? Like, are you coming down from it yet? I'm like, I'm never fucking coming down from this.
0: Never. Like, you have never. I, I it still kind of hits me. Like, every now and then, like, y'all, we're World Series champions. I say we like I'm on the team. I'm not on the team, but, you know.
2: This no, is it feels, this, it, it feels yeah. good, right? It feels vindicated. Um, Dude, this is
1: how disgusting I am. I bought fucking Houston Chronicle in the mail. I bought guilty. every mission. It was like, you're, I got an email from some like random and it was like, your order is shipped. And I was like, what did I buy? <laughs> and Olivia goes, newspapers? And I was like, not, not just any newspaper.
2: The newspaper. The newspaper.
0: The newspaper. Oh, yeah, no, I, I'm still a, I'm still a little, I'm still a little shook by it. Still a little shook. And yeah, I was missing baseball so much that I had to like watch old episode episodes, old games uh, on YouTube.
2: I haven't processed it yet. I really haven't. Um, just because I was out of town. So I actually missed game six. I actually missed four, five and six. But uh, and then getting back the parade and then I had the flu for a week. I may have been. This is breaking news for your podcast. I may have been patient zero at the parade, getting the whole city the flu. It, it like it might be me. Oh my
1: gosh. Um, <laughs> it, it definitely wasn't. You remember I work in, in public education. It was definitely not you.
2: Okay. I'm just, <laughs> it was, it's, we can, we can just screen grab that. And we'll just, we can, we can run with that. Uh, but then I was like down and out for a week. And so, and then by that time I had to play catch up with work and, and everything with Apollo. And then I was like, wow, it's Thanksgiving. And now it's like, wow, I can finally start like processing, uh, the team winning their second title. And, um uh, it feels good. It really does. It feels vindicated. Like every day feels better. Like my other sports teams can't hurt me when they lose. Like I'm just like, oh, that doesn't matter. So it's been uh it's been fun. It's been a fun uh few weeks and be fun all the way till uh the next uh first pitch.
0: See, I don't I don't have that problem with other sports teams hurting me because I'm only obsessed with baseball and the Astros. So I try to get into the Texans and my husband's team is the Bucks. Don't, don't get into, it's not the time to get into the Texans. Well, I still don't, I still don't understand. I still don't understand the things on, on, on the footballs. Okay. All any, any football knowledge that I once possessed in my brain has been pushed out by baseball slash Astros slash knowledge. It's just, so no. And I have to ask him questions and I'm like, why are we bad? are not the Texans good at one point? And he's like, I don't, I don't even know. I'm like, oh, okay. Fair. That's fair. So
1: uh since we've missed baseball so much, let's 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 hit on a couple things that have happened. Um all season is definitely going to heat up pretty soon. Uh there's it's going to take one one spark to light a fire and there's going to be a lot of moves made. But uh you know the the hot the hot free agent right now is uh, Aaron Judge and uh so I, I do want to talk about Scott Boris put out a video of Trey Turner. Did you see the hype video?
2: I did. Yes. It I was did.
1: I'm not going to lie. It was amazing. It was but- amazing. But we're seeing these pl- pl- like publicity stunts. Then Aaron Judge drops the San Fran video. Okay. I have two
0: questions on that. One, why is Trey Turner... Why does Trey Turner have a hype video? Like, Trey Turner is amazing in and of itself, right? Like, I don't understand why, why he needs, like, a greatest hits thing. Is that just me? Or...
2: No, I agree. I think I think the other thing too is like Scott Boris has kind of like been feeling himself lately from the Korea like the C four thing last year to like your Hermes and like Balenciaga now, like all these different like keywords that he's like throwing around Correa stats and now this like hype video as well for Trey. I'm just like what are we doing here? You have ninety eight percent of the market share of like superstar athletes, like you don't have to promote them like you, there's not a bidding war. Like there's not another Boris that's going to come in and take your client away. Like right? what are we what are we doing? What are we it's doing just, here?
1: Boris is just extra.
0: That's it's all it is. It's yeah. Just... I, I was I was very confused. I was like, okay, that's it, Trey Turner is very cool, but again, what? Why?
2: Honestly, it's you really... should have just did the the slide video. Just <laughs> play that nonstop. Like just on like rent out Times Square and just have the slide. Just going on loop for non-stop. That's all you need for the hype video.
0: I would exactly. watch. I, not going to lie. I would watch that. Just I would too. I, I don't it, understand.
1: I replay yeah. it at least 20 times. It's just, it's just like a, a, a satisfactory thing. Like I'm read it oddly satisfying.
0: That's pretty good. Yeah. I, 100%. It's so smooth. And I don't understand how it's so smooth. I don't. Right, okay. So that's, yeah. So that's that's the trade turner thing. So on a scale of one to... Ninety-three thousand. How staged was that video of Aaron Judge, just randomly in a what hotel lobby? Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, that was a thousand percent
0: staged. <laughs> and
2: the little wink too. The wink gave it away. I'm like, what are we? What are we doing here? Like, it's just
1: terrible actor. I mean, did you see his Kimmel, is Jimmy Kimmel, like, or or uh, Fallon, Jimmy Fallon? Oh, where or? where he was the umpire? Yeah, he just he's he's real cringy. It was super cringy.
2: Yeah, I, first off, there's like not never been like a six nine umpire ever, so it was like a dead giveaway. Ooh. Like, and, and then he like fills out the umpire. I'm like, that's I mean, that's a linebacker. It's Aaron right. Judge. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, it's been uh, I need I need some signings because it's been very cringe on uh the old players social right now.
0: Yes. So, do, so do you think that Aaron Judge is 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 just making making the rounds, and ultimately will go back to Daddy Yankee, or um, do you think the Giants actually have a legitimate chance?
2: I think the Giants have a legitimate chance because I mean he he is a Cali kid, and but um, I think that change of scenery could be could be nice for him. But if I'm the New York Yankees, I, I how can you let this guy walk and? Honestly, if I was running the Yankees, I'd let him walk because I'm not going to get tied to a $350 million contract like you have with Cole and Stanton already. That's a lot of money tied up. He's 30. He's going to be 31. Um, that's a lot of money. it going to be a lot of money in a lot of years. Obviously, the other things come with he's your captain. He's been your guy. He's um, He was with the face of the baby. what the baby Bronx Bombers, they call themselves, or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. Um but on a business standpoint, I would let him walk. Uh, but optic, like the optics of it, it's tough. Like the Yankee, the Yankee fans would are going to be revolting in the streets if if they don't get him. And then on the San Fran side, they have a lot of money. And I mean, when they're when their owner and everyone's talking like, hey, we're spending money, um, that's a that's a pretty big statement. So um, I think also just I think JV may end up in San Fran. Like that's been my hot take with the boys. I've been telling them. Uh, because I think I think San Fran misses on Judge. Judge goes back to New York, and then they are just sitting there with a lot of money. And then what else do you do? Go get Justin Verlander to you know? So do you think put you think on onto the Mets? Then yeah, um, that's the big piece. I, I'm really interested on where he goes um, because he's one arm that there's not a lot of question marks in the sense of like like Degrom's always injured. DeGrom is great. DeGrom is DeGrom when he's actually on the mound. Right. going to be 40-41. Um but if I'm going to put chips behind a horse, why not the lefty that throws 95-96 and kind of a psycho too. So I would I would literally like I think the bidding war for Rendon's going to be like pretty nice. Like I'm I mean, like really like that's when the hot that's when the stove will be cooking, I think.
0: I think once we I think once we see one of the big names come off and then it'll just be like dominoes that's exactly yes. what that's exactly what's going to happen exactly what's going to happen
2: and it goes back to boris right he has he's a client like the agent for all these guys like he'll be able to leverage he's he's hearing all the numbers he knows what the market is it's not like a surprise right. to him um and he'll be able he'll play games where he, he's in a leverage for his guys to, to get the money in the bag and i'm very pro player <laughs> focused first um I've always had been even starting Apollo and we're obviously Houston centric and, and all that, but I, I have buddies that have been grinding for years and up and down in the minors and, and getting a taste in the show and like the in and out business side just it's so it's so dirty. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm always player focused. So like w- when people are upset and people are gonna be upset when Justin Verlander Leonard leaves the Houston Astros, um, I'm saying to say thank you. Like, thank you for everything you did. Like, obviously, you're out of our our market of price, but go get the bag. You got your two rings and your two Cy Youngs here. Like, who cares? And go get your money now. Like, right. I and that was the same thing with Springer and Correa. Like, that's just that's just the game.
0: And here's the thing with Verlander. Like, I, I love Verlander. Don't get me wrong. Maybe any other year, if our pitching depth wasn't freaking stupid ridiculous, sure, make the play of Verlander. But at this point, we've already got... So many starting arms that we still have a surplus. Right? Like a bunch of brown. We have so many
1: we don't even know what to do with them. Like that's literally the problem the Astros have. I mean
2: You're like, you're literally gonna insert into the rotation, arguably, I think the best stuff with Christian Javier. Um, and and now, now he's, now he's not in that Hunter Brown role. Hunter Brown slides in the Christian Javier role where he's a flex guy. Is he in the rotation? Is he not? And that's fine too. He gets to learn And, and Hunter Brown's a stud and Hunter Brown's disgusting stuff. We saw it, but to ease these guys in is a huge thing. And we've seen it offensively for the last half decade where all these touted guys that come up, they don't have to be the guy. When Bregman came up, Cor- Correa and Springer and Altuve already were there. Uh, when Tucker came up, like you already had Bregman and and Springer and Correa and Altuve. But, like every time you bring someone up with Jordan, all these Pena, all these different people, they don't have to be the saving grace for a franchise. Right, and I think exactly. that's what the mainstream media doesn't get, and they don't understand the success of the Houston Astros. We are now so far deep, we're the Alabama of of Major League Baseball, where we built the culture. We built the winning program. Now it's plug and play. Like the next guy that comes in doesn't have to be the guy, and, and they can just go like the Julio Rodriguez, the Ali Rushmans, the um,
1: like Wander every Plays. other
2: Wanderer. Get- all these guys they have to be the guy. They have to strike gold.
1: Mm-hmm. When you
2: come up with the Astros, you don't just go be you, and you have leeway. And Hunter Brown is now on that new kind of flair he's will be in the Javier role
0: so going back to the culture does because we because we all know what what that Astros culture is is like right right now right it's it's team above of above self essentially right like we're you're playing for for a bigger goal Astros hot take is uh people wanting Cody Bellinger and I if you want Cody Bellinger, I need you to just get the... I need you to get the fuck out. Like, I can't. Sorry, Shelby's grandma. I'm, I'm very sorry. <laughs> I, I cannot. I cannot. So, does tell me. Tell me that you're not one of these that, that says, yeah, let's give Cody Bellinger a shot, please. Please.
2: I'm not. I'm out on belly. I mean, if it was like a one-year, like 1. 1.2, I guess, like or like a, a league minimum invite, but there's just too much bad blood there. And, and, and not enough to... Like if he was still like an MVP superstar, then maybe. But the cost benefit analysis, I mean, it says yes probably on some guy's Excel sheet, but the locker rooms to say no. And, and we've seen decisions made uh, that are based on the locker room. Um, we've seen the the Wilson Contreras trade Knicks because of what it would do to the locker room. We've I I heard some things about Jose Arquiti being moved and and some people putting their foot down was like, hey, we need this guy, like, and that was player driven, and so. Uh, the players have a huge role in this organizational talk to a level, which I don't think other teams have, but that goes to the culture and and, and you bring in a guy like Belly who said all the things he said and and then all the uh all the other things like it's not it's not worth the squeeze I mean the only dodger I really ever wanted from that seventeen team offensively was jock peterson like if we would have got jock i'd be like hell yeah but that's just he's, he's really good uh, but anyone else i'm just like ah you know do we do we really need those guys yeah, yeah no it, i
1: it, it, it will a thousand percent be a locker room killer and i mean I, I think the fan base would be out to get cody bellinger he's he's easily he he might be number one on the astros Hit list. To be honest, I mean, he—he's—it's—it's—it's—it's he, it's, it's, it's arguably he's arguably no, number one on the hit list.
0: I—I just—I. Everyone's I like, oh, but Gold Glove deep, blah blah blah. I'm okay, guys. Like, I'm so sorry. What more does Chaz freaking McCormick need to do for y'all to earn the center field job? Has he? D- did he literally not put his body at risk <laughs> going through freaking like fence? I can't. Like I can't.
2: <laughs> yeah, I so I, the other the only like to play devil's advocate, like the belly stuff for having like the first baseman center field type, like platoon guy, but uh, you have Chaz. I'm still I'm still very much a whole rehab year for Jake Myers, I think is gonna be really good for him. I know they rushed him back. I, t- I still think he's capable of playing in the show and playing for the Houston Astros. The first base side is like Everyone, I don't I don't know where you guys stand. Everyone's trying to like force in the Jose Abreu thing. I'd rather give Yuli one year, like two point five million, like league minimum, than pay a thirty-six, thirty seven year old Jose Abreu. Like I get the I'm numbers and a, I get all that. Like I'm not I'm just I'm not I'm on gonna, the Abreu train. I, I don't
0: I'm not know. on the Josh Bell train.
2: I, I think mean, you just really, run it back. Run it back, if, right?
0: If I if if we're gonna put anyone there, like Offer Trey Mancini some money, and then and then maybe with some extra playing time, Trey Mancini can get a swing back.
1: I I think I think with my heart when I talk about Trey Mancini, that's that's the thing, uh, you know, because he's he, you love the guy, you can't help but not love the guy. Um, I don't know, I don't know how I feel about signing Yuli again. I love Yuli Gurriel, I do, I do. Um, it's going to be interesting to say the least. I'm kind of in the middle. I don't really have a.
0: We're going to talk about free agents. We're going to talk do, about I do, I do like free agents. Here.
1: I do like Josh Bill. Do you? I do like Josh Bill.
2: <sighs> but we're unanimously Josh? against Belly. Yes. Okay. You
0: One mean, thousand percent for sure. A thousand percent. And I um, will. I will fight anyone on Astros Twitter right now. But,
1: so let's talk about somebody else that uh, in baseball. Susie, I didn't even bring this up, but it just happened to fly across my phone just a second ago. Um, baseball's, you know, most loved human being, Trevor Bauer, showed up in the news this week.
0: Fuck Trevor Bauer.
1: In yeah.
0: the- I will God. tell you,
1: one of my favorite, like, manager walks was Terry Francona. When he walked out there, and Trevor Bauer launched the ball over the center field wall, and you can see Terry Francona go, "What the fuck are you doing?"
2: That guy's a psycho. Oh, I hope he I... Never pitches again.
1: He, yeah, he he never will. There's no he, way. He needs to go crawl into a hole and just. I just. It still blows my mind that it was a woman from Pasadena. That just blows my mind. Shut up. Was it? Hmm. In Pasadena.
0: Wait, like this Pasadena? Like Ooh. down here? Yep. Sure was. Because before I moved here, there was no other Pasadena. It was Pasadena, California. Like I, yeah, I need you there to there is this. a
1: Pasadena. It was from here. Yeah, still blows my mind. That's kind of why I, I, fo- I don't follow it very closely, but that's why I keep up with it. But yeah, he, the dude's, he's insane. He's, but he'll he'll, he'll 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 still get on YouTube and he'll still talk a bunch of shit for Cloud because that's pretty much the only.
0: He's does. and I just he bleh. Blah. Blah. <laughs> No, no, we're, we're and we're done talking about that human garbage pile. So. I had to bring it up, I had to, I had to get the reactions. Um, uh, okay, so you want to talk about reactions, Shelby? Let's talk Let's about do. reactions. Okay, so y'all know that I re- pretty recently got into baseball, right? Like 2018, so not the Hunter Pence era of the Astros, but in my head. Apparently Hunter Pence and Dallas Brayden are the same person in my head.
2: That's kind of, I mean, I, I get that. I can see that.
0: (laughs) I can can see 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 that. I can see that. So I'm like, how is this? How is this a thing? Why is this a thing in my head? And so I was trying to figure out was, is it just because it's a generic white guy with a beard? No, no, it's not. Because I was trying to Because li- I was the the only time that I have ever like seen and heard Hunter Pence are is on like ESPN and stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, Dez, y'all had Dallas Braden on Apollo Hou at some point. Last yeah, on year, our college
2: our college podcast, we had college podcast
1: Okay, yeah. yeah. it was love
0: Dallas. Braden so. But apparently, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so I listen to I listen to him now on Starting Nine. Um. Oh, but he's not on Starting Nine anymore. He's on Um. Baseball's Dead with Jared Carabas because Jared Carabas is no longer on Barstool or whatever the f the beef is. I don't know. Regardless, so every time Dallas I listen to Dallas Braden on that podcast, I have to actively remind myself that it is not Hunter Pence because legitimately that voice is Hunter Pence in my head and. I was like, why is this a thing? So then I go and listen to Hunter Pence on his, like, TikToks and stuff. And it is the same freaking voice. And I don't understand. And
2: and it literally
0: dawned on me, like, two weeks ago, that Hunter Pence and Dallas Braden are two totally, completely separate people.
2: Well, I think because they both have the the Marv vibe from Home Alone, where they just have the, the grungy, like, patchy beard and... And then like the curly hair, like they just it kind of just kind of all molds from that for um, on my side, um, but also like they're both really good on camera, and like doing content.
0: 100%. So I just think
2: that I think that's like how I always like morph them as well.
0: So okay, so the, so uh, apparently Spencer Schrider and um, Dylan C's same person. Dallas Braden, Hunter Pence, same person. So <laughs> apparently I just have problems with white people and j- then just meshing facial in my hair. Head, And facial hair. And facial hair. That's done. See? Maybe it's because I'm Asian. I don't know. <laughs> that's So, <funny>. um, <laughs> my, uh, yeah. So speaking of free agents, can we, can we talk about Korea to the Dodgers?
2: It definitely seems it has some legs, right? It's been—I think they're like. So back to the stupid boars thing, right? I think he, <laughs> I think he, I think he floats it like, like how politicians float an idea, like, like, hey, let's put this out there and see what the general reaction is, and then we make a decision. And I think that's what's happening with Carlos Correa, because it makes a lot of sense. And it's not like Belly coming to Houston because Belly's a show of himself. Um, it's kind of funny when the video rooms get tightened up, the, mm. the fall off, where the sustained success of the Houston Astros is keep going. Um, and with Carlos Correa, it, it makes sense for the Dodgers to kick the tires on that. Uh, it's really interesting how they keep floating that out.
0: I don't. Do you? Well, I mean, really, the only 17 people that are there would be who? Kershaw? Because uh, ju- Turner's just... gone, Belly's gone. Well, maybe gone. I don't know. Or do you think do they do you think they bring Turner back on a like a league should... minimum offer? DH. No, I, I think I
2: think I think Turner. I think Turner would do. something. I think he would sign something like that. So I wouldn't put that out of the question. But uh, Carlos Correa elevates any team he goes to. Like, f- put your fandom aside. Do you want to win?
1: right
2: oh yeah
0: and that's what it's LA wants it's, to do. A, it's a zero-sum game i see and i just i you know obviously i have i don't have disrespectful feelings for korea but it's it's just one of those that like i don't have those like deep-seated i don't have that deep-seated love for carlos korea so for me i'm like eh you know Correa to the dodgers whatever but I know some Astros people are like, oh, my God, if Correa signs with the Dodgers, blah, blah, blah. Like, it, was, it was,
1: Correa was one of my favorite players. Like, seeing him come up when he was a baby, like, freaking loved it. I saw him play in Corpus, like, so I saw his entire come up. So I had, like, a little bit of, I mean, it was, like, a bad breakup for me. I'm pretty sure when I, when, I mean, when I, when I, it was the middle of the night when he got, when he signed with the twins and I'm pretty sure I may have shed a tear too. Oh um, yeah. That one, did that you see all
0: tweet? Did you see all tweet and then cry? Show me. Yeah. I, I mean, I was,
1: I didn't sleep very well that night. I was waiting on it. I don't know. I, I still want him to be successful. His little brother's still in the organization. You know. I just would hate to see him go to the Dodgers. I,
2: I think it's one of it two ways. Sense. It makes, it, it, it makes sense on a business side. I don't know if it makes sense on a like a personal decision side, like uh for for both for both sides on that on that. But if he does sign with the Dodgers, it feels like when Machado went over there. Like just a mercenary, like for hire, a gun for hire. Mm-hmm. Um and I don't know, like it's, it's a tough crowd to play with uh if you're not performing too with. The whole 2017 thing so like i think there's a lot of other paths to success for both sides where correa still gets his money and goes to a contender and um the dodgers get a shortstop and they you know stay winning the nls and that's about it uh like i think xander bogart fits well over there i think with the mookie connection um and Zander going over there makes them a pretty damn good team. Obviously they have freaking MVPs and all-stars at every spot, <laughs> but uh, there's got to be some sort of continuality or, or culture change for the Dodgers. And I think Carlos Correa is the guy that does that for any organization. He he knows how to build a, build a winning culture. He knows how to win. Um, He knows how to play a damn good baseball defensively and offensively. So um. Uh, at the end of the day, if your team's about winning, then then you go out and sign the kid.
0: So, fun thought game. Even though the Yankees have resigned IKF, who would you rather Korea go to, the Dodgers or the Yankees? The Yankees.
1: Uh,
2: I think the the Dodgers, just because it's <laughs> it, it, it's a path of least resistance for me. I always just like go stack the NL. We'll worry about the NL when we when we get to the World Series. That's how so that's rather- how I things.
0: Shelby, you would rather see Crane on the Yankees? Uh, yeah,
1: I, I would. So I, I had a, a moment last week. Um, I was watching. We were talking about the Cowboys. I'm not a Cowboys fan. But uh, the Yankees are, are very similar in ownership to the Cowboys, right? Like long running forever. But I really don't think that the Yankees will win a championship until this time runners sell the team which is probably never going to happen but same thing with like jerry jones
0: it's the same thing with the cowboys so i don't know i think i think i'm with des on this i think if carlos curry is going to go anywhere i would rather him go to the nl so that we can worry about him when we face him possibly you know in the ds cs whatever not DS or cs i'm dumb in the world series (laughs) it is in the world series Susie. I'm dumb. I'm. I think
2: Carlos could end up in Boston. It makes a lot of sense over there. Yeah, I
1: like that. I would really like that move.
2: Core Core's this guy. uh, Yeah, always been. uh, I mean, Corey almost tried to try to get um, a few of our assistant coaches this past off season. So it makes a lot of sense um, for for that. You know, kind of marriage again. But it's just I don't know who make who makes the first decision on on going to a team because like we said that's the first domino and then everything right. else is going to catch on fire and mm-hmm. obviously owners meetings are coming up so that should start getting things going but we'll see
0: let's hope man all right so let's move into the free agents for uh for the astros we've we've kind of talked about it we talked tu- we we touched on Yuli. so do you want to resign just yes or no answers do we want to resign Yuli? shall we go Des? Yes. Okay. Brantley? Yes.
2: If he's healthy, yes.
0: Well, I mean, he's not, what? He said not coming back till April? Yeah, I think so. Right? Okay. So, Christian Vasquez? No.
2: I would love it. I would love it, but no.
0: (laughs) Trey Mancini?
1: Ooh,
2: yeah, I mean heart, yes, business no. I'm, I'm a no. I'm a no. Okay.
0: So question on Christian Vasquez. So we're talking about the catcher position. We all love maldi We all know that Maldi runs the shit, right? Like we we all know this. Why are we talking about signing catchers? When there's literally Christian Vasquez here, that we ju- that he just helped us win, we have Corey Lee waiting in the wings. What what is what is the plan? Are we are we saying Corey Lee take the reins? Malby's going to kind of take a back seat and ride off into the sunset. I don't. Are we Trying to sign a. What, what are we doing here? I mean, obviously,
1: I don't think. I really don't think Maldi goes until Corey Lee is primed and ready to play at at least, you know, a fourth to a half of the season. Um, I think Maldi's the perfect mentor. But if you look at the numbers, I mean, um, Christian Javier throws better to Vasquez. So, I mean, I I really think they're trying to find somebody else who could manage that other part of the bullpen um, or the pitchers, you know, that, that Maldi doesn't I mean, I guess click with, I mean, obviously like he's a phenomenal catcher. He's going to be a great coach one day. I, I fully, fully, fully believe that. Um, but sometimes whoever you have behind the plate makes a big difference. So then why
0: are we not trying to resign Vaz and maybe possibly put Vaz in the 60, 40 role, like 60 Vaz, 40 Maldonado. Yeah,
2: I, I, I think, I don't I think it goes back to the culture and the, and the kind of the guys helping running the ship. And I don't, I just don't see them making that decision of Maldi losing that timeshare where Vasquez wants to be the guy. And I understand that too. Like, right. if, if Vaz was like, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if, if Vaz would be like, yeah, I'm, I'm down for the timeshare, then 100% make the move for him. Um, and he played a little first. So he, he, can, he can do a little bit of both. But also, Vasquez. <laughs> It just seemed like when we needed a big hit, he got it. And it wasn't sexy. It was just a little knock here, a little knock there. Um, but that's what you need. And I, I'm when I said I wish we could get him, I, I really do, because he was really, really valuable. But I think Maldi just carries a lot of weight with this team. And for that timeshare to go down, that's a, it's a tough decision.
0: Right. Well, and don't, don't get me wrong. I, I, I love me some Maldi. The machete. I love him. And I, but I mean, brother's playing through a hernia and a broken hand, thumb, wrist, something. I'm like, what, what is happening here? Why are we doing this? Maldi, we love you. Um, there is a more than capable catcher here. No. Yes. i I was a little baffled by that. Not, not going to lie. I understand where the, where the, the culture comes from and all of that. I was a little, I was a little baffled, not going to lie. But, um, but does I he, don't know. But does I, he's a guy. I, guy. I really,
1: he has his guys and Maldi's his guy. It, that's why. I mean, that's a thousand that's percent true. why. That's true. Sure. That's true.
2: Yeah. I, I think, I think with, the future being either Corey Lee or Yannir Diaz, um, you have a great mentor and a great guy that can teach these, teach these guys how to be a, a catcher in the show, one, how to prepare, two, and three, how to manage a staff. And that's what I think, you know, Maldi's does really, really well. Um,
0: so do you think we sign a catcher in the off season, or do you do you think that we're riding with Corey Lee and, and Maldi?
2: Yeah, I think it's either Corey or Your Diaz being that number two, and I think they just they just roll with it. Um, as bad as I want Vasquez to be that guy, I, I, I may buy, I even buy an Astros jersey of Vasquez just because I love his approach at hitting, and I know he's only here for two months. But, uh, man, I think they're just going a role with, with Maldi and the young guys, and if you have to make a decision to uh, go get a guy, um, obviously – your kitty's name's been thrown out in the, in the trade scenarios seems over the last year and a half, we still have like two or three years of control left of him. Uh, the blue Jays, you know, have like three catchers that are big league ready. That That's someone you can make a trade with if you want to go that route. But I think, I think you just roll with the young bucks learning from, from Aldi.
0: So do we think that we're going to run with, run with Brantley?
1: I think so. Yeah. I mean, like, when you listen to these guys interview, like, like a the one guy year, yeah, for sure. I mean, but you listen to these guys talk, and they're talking about hitting in the cage, you know, especially like Kyle Tucker. Kyle Tucker loves Michael Brantley. Like he, had, he, this is mentor. That's his guy. And um, I definitely think, yeah, one year,
0: one year, roll I with think, it. Um. I say like one year, 12 million. Like I came up with that number. I have no idea on money (laughs) on on any of it. So I'm just like parroting other people, but I, I think, I think we bring back Brantley on a one year, something, some sort of money deal, obviously some sort of money. Um, But that whole story on Brantley hyping up the team after Lance McCullers just got shelled and being that, that guy in the clubhouse, I'm like, you got to bring him back now. Like you have to, I don't care in what capacity he's got to come back.
2: Yeah, I think we get him, I, And I think it's like a two year deal, probably maybe a three with the play uh, team option, but Michael Brantley made a conscious decision to resign with Houston Astros after the scandal and everything that they went through. Right. Um, mm-hmm. uh, he's very family driven. I think his family has roots here. Uh, makes a lot of sense to bring him back uh, just on that side of things before you would dive in the baseball stuff and all the intangibles, like you guys said, from being a leader and being the guy that speak up. Like, I don't think any of us would have put our money behind him being that guy. If if, you know, they're like, who do you think would be the vocal leader for the Houston Astros that turned everything around? I would not say Michael Brantley. Um, But uh, the other side too, is I think what crane said and what Dessie said, and even click before he got, you know, before he left, They talked about Jordan being the everyday left fielder next year, starting next year. So now you have a DH spot open where Michael Brantley could DH. You just worry about what he does best and let's hit. Uh, He could spell Jordan when, you know, he needs a spell in left field, um, especially at home. I mean, being at the Crawford boxes, you you have a little cushion right there in left field. You don't have to be the best, you know, run down the ball. Um, And you could slowly bring him back off that injury. And, And I think it goes to, he doesn't have to be the guy we know Michael Brantley can roll out of bed and hit 300 in the show. So um, mm-hmm. it makes a lot of sense to bring him back on a one, two year deal.
0: So um, does, I think we're going to roll into the interview portion of the, of the podcast. So uh, like earlier we said, you know, you know, you've made it in, uh, in life when you can just roll with like your first, first name. And it's not even like a full first name. It's just like, it's Des and you know, like, you know who we're talking about, right? So, um, I know that you and Brian started Apollo HOU, what, during the pandemic?
2: Yeah, uh, we launched Apollo, it was me and Josh Hill, uh, we launched February 20th, 2020. So two weeks before the whole world <laughs> shut down, we <laughs> launched a God, sports media, hundred percent <laughs> great time, um, yeah we had no idea what we were doing and then we had no idea what to do right after that (laughs) when we were locked in their houses
0: so give us a give us a little backstory on how why not when because you just told us when but how (laughs) was that always just a dream of yours or
2: yeah uh so it i played college ball and i played ball my entire life got was very thankful to you know play college baseball and then play with a lot of great, you know, athletes and teammates and opponents and all that. And um, I, I was sitting at my, I was working a long gas job right out of college, hated it. And I was like, this sucks. Like, I don't want to sit under fluorescent lights. Um, this is miserable. Like I can sit in traffic every day, um, but the paychecks were cool. That, that was a cool spot. That was a cool thing. And, and there was a gap in the marketplace. And I was like, look, Houston is, you know, Fourth biggest. Every at this time, the Texans were good, the Rockets were good, the Astros were good, um, and I was like, no one's really covering it unless there's like a World Series. I know there's like the traditional, you know, sports radio and the Chronicle and and all that stuff. I was like, there's nothing really for like twenty and thirty somethings. And this is right when Barcel was blowing up, SB Nation was blowing up. Uh, I think John Boy was getting you know some some ground legs on his YouTube videos then. And I was like, really, no one's kind of doing that here. And I would like really hate that SB Nation or Barstool would send someone from Houston, from wherever they are, to Houston, and they would don't understand everything about Houston. And there's like nine downtowns within downtown. Uh, There's like twenty downtowns within the loop. Like, there's just so many different multicultural things, the the art, the music, the sports. And I was like, let's let's do something. And in seventeen, I created a a website called Sports. millennial sports network. And I started blogging. <laughs> yeah. I started blogging then. And I quickly let that go. I was like, oh, Astros are about to win a world series. I'm going out with my friends and, and enjoying all this. And then at 18, I started picking back up and 19. I created a, a Twitter account called flags fly forever. Uh, started blogging more, got two guys to blog. And my co-founder, Josh actually had this video that went, should have went viral. He did a, he did a a Full House parody with the Houston Astros.
0: I saw that. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, I'm gonna have to dig that dig that up. It's great.
2: Uh, oh, it was Family Matters. Fam- it was Family Matters. Family Matters or Full House? One of the two. I can't remember. It was great. And I was like, "This is so creative." I was like, "Dude, can you teach me how to do this?" And then he started you know, to this, try this to. Is this
0: Josh? Like Josh Rose? Is that? Yeah, is Josh that Rose. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah.
2: And I was like, "Can you teach me how to do this?" And he tried to explain this to me. I was like, dude, this is just Latin, what you just said. Like, this is kind of my vision. This is what i want to do. Obviously, I'm on the camera and I'm front facing doing blogs, doing all this stuff. You're on the back end, you're like a creative genius. Like, you wanna do this? And he was like, Yeah, sure. And so in nineteen we started we do we started doing that. We started getting, you know, you know, a group of people on behind the scenes to to launch and we're like, all right, let's do it in February, you know. Spring training's right there. We, we can just go to market. And so that kind of was like the, the precursor to Apollo. And then we landed on the Apollo name and theme. And we launched. And then two weeks later, the world shuts down. We're just like, what do, we, what do we do? Like, we're all in. We're pot committed. Like, we put it on the internet. It's out there. Like, we have to do it now. And Josh had a brilliant idea. And it really uh, built our community from the ground. Floor in that moment. And uh, he was like, let's get on Twitch. I was like, what the hell is Twitch? And he's like, oh, people, he explained to me, say like, oh, people pay to watch people at video games. And I was like, oh, this is Justin TV. Like, I remember the guy in Austin doing this when he had like 20 cameras on him. And I was like, oh, good for him. He, like, he sold out and has this huge platform now. And so uh, we created the Astro Simulated season. And we were just like, let's follow game by game. We'll do this for a couple of weeks and everything will be back to normal and we'll just the computer versus the computer. I'll just be on the camera emceeing and we'll just go. And I think the very first stream, I didn't even say anything for like five innings. Cause I didn't know like what to do. <laughs> like, I don't know if people are coming to us like to like, interact or actually watch the computer, play the computer. I wasn't you are, even are playing.
1: Are you all playing? What is it on the show? will be the,
2: the show. Yeah. It, it, I mean, we, we franchise mode, everything. <laughs> And, and we just did it where the computer played the computer. And so, like, we started doing it, and the first few were clunky. And I think, like, game six, we had Lance McCullers come into chat. And it said, Lance McCullers Jr. And I saw it, and I thought it was just, like, someone, like, trolling. And I was like, oh, that's not, like, Lance McCullers. Like, I said something dumb like that. <laughs> and then it said, Lance McCullers Jr. a 100 subs. I was like, oh, shit. That's actually Lance, Lance junior. Jr. And so like he jumped in and like that kind of caught on fire. And then, you know, we're in our, our houses, we're stuck. We have different themes. We had whiskey Wednesday, taco Tuesday, Friday night lights, Friday. Uh, we'd had all these different things and margarita Monday. So it was just, it was just crazy. And by the end of it, we had like 400, 500 people every night in this Twitch channel watching this computer play the computer. And, uh, COVID was tough times for everyone and all that. We weren't ready and, and COVID allowed us to reset. And, and one, we built this community up and this, this original OG following um, that would literally give their shirt off their backs and I would for them and they would for us. And it was really, really cool. And um, I think we've seen it over the last few years. A lot of content creators, a lot of brands have shifted to community driven aspect things where you build a community up and then you go to market with whatever brand or with whatever piece of content, because I truly feel that Apollo is, is the city's it's not, it's not mine or Josh's or any part, any other team members it's, it's the city's because what we've done well is the community is just a driving factor because all of us were in the content world. Right. And we create something, and Shelby and Susie, I, I, I don't want to speak for you guys, but I guarantee you guys have this. Like you have this great idea, you go to market and it doesn't work. <laughs> it's <just> like shit. <laughs> but then you just post something and it catches on fire and it and it just goes. And then you're like, okay, I'm gonna go all in on this thing because it just caught on fire. And that's what we do. But it, it sucks because like you, you you create and waste not waste, but you use time as a as a resource and you're like, I put all this effort in and it just didn't work. And so, on the community side of the content side, it's what the people want and do, and I think that's a truly special thing. Like, it's not about any piece of content that we go out. It's not about us. It's about what the community wants to hear or listen, or not even want to hear or listen. Sometimes it's it, you have to give them their medicine, but it's it's all based in that frame, and that's the secret sauce. And across, I think content creation across the board is. A community driven thing and, and, and COVID really allowed us to build on that really early on. And truly like we didn't plan it. It was, it was just a lucky break. Uh, but now everything we do is in that frame of community driven sphere and aspect of it.
1: You know, I, th- that's I think that's amazing. That, I... Yeah, no, I, I'm sitting here. And I, we, we, Me and Susie talked yesterday kind of about what we would talk about. Um, you know, that's exactly one of the questions that I'm literally about to ask you it literally has to do with city citywide brand because you know, you guys are putting out this content and, you know, for example, your shirt, Correa goes out, he's wearing the tank every day, the h style versus everyone tank. Um, you're seeing shirts being made now in MLB shop that have very similar, you know, things on the chest. And um, it's amazing. I mean, I remember going to pitch 25 and I remember when there was like two people sitting at the table right there by the door. And like one fold out table and like five shirts, you know yeah. I saw o g Apollo shirt because I mean like it's it's so special we needed something to hang on to during that time, and it, it came out at the perfect time um but the question I really wanted to ask you it, it literally says like you're a part of a city wide brand um it's becoming iconic to Houston um what does that mean to you
2: oh it means it means a lot uh it means a lot for all our team members and, and all the time and effort they put in um the H Town versus everyone was was just a, a random texas and josh when the scandal broke and i was like i'm contrarian by nature uh, i'm going a zig whenever i was in a zag and let's throw that out there and it caught on fire and i i i don't want to compare it to the be someone because the be someone really means a lot to me but it's the city's it's a city slogan now and, and and when i see other uh, other you know brands or anything doing different variations i love it because it, it's it's a city saying it's it's it means a lot to everyone and um, just to be associated with the city and everything we do is just it means a lot it's truly truly special to, to all of us
0: well, so now Des, you said it was you and Josh that started Apollo so when did um, when did Brian come in and when now and I know you have other different brands for like rockets and um, random um, genetic I don't want to say generic. That's not the word that I wanted to use. Um, but like kind of just everyday content. What, where did all of these other people, when did they come in to play?
2: Yeah. So we had a few really early on come on with us um, from, from Stony to, to Spaceman. Um, Colin. <laughs> yeah, Colin. I mean, he's he's been there from the jump. Uh, a pretty. lot of people have. Uh, uh, but LaLima especially was literally around this time in... 2020 so it was right after the the sprint and all that um i knew brian uh he was four years older than me we played in the in the same you know area in the spring area on the north side of houston um he his crew kind of ran with my crew we got we knew we knew of each other and then one of our buddies david reached out and uh david collins had played with brian at spring and then i played travel ball with him and so he was like hey you know You know Brian's been at 790 for a little bit. Uh, You know, just have lunch with them, and so I had lunch with Brian, caught up, and I was like, you know, this is kind of what we're doing. Just, just from that on, we've just been stuck with each other, (laughs) (laughs) and, and and been two peas in a pod.
1: Lima does it like I literally listen to him like on the way to work every morning. Him and Sean listen every morning, and then like I go out on a Friday night and I see him. Everybody posted up on a Friday (laughs) night. I don't know how you do it.
2: Yeah, the 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 new show on seven ninety. That it's been early mornings for him. I've been calling I've been calling Grandpa for a while now, but now that he he goes to bed like at like. Like eight PM, so he can be up at four to go to the studio. Like I just, he definitely gets chirped a lot more, but yeah. I mean, he's been he's been great. He's my right hand guy, and I, I'm the I'm his right hand guy, and he's a superstar. And, and I tell everyone, like, if you're here for a day at Apollo, or you're here till the very end when the world implodes, um, I'm just thankful. And, and I think there'll be other brands that come in and 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 scoop some talent away from us, and I'm gonna be like. I'm thankful for everything you did here. Cause it means you did it right. And I think Brian's a superstar and, and I'm, I'm just thankful that he's my, my co-host and hand guy.
0: So we wanted to ask you, what is the, what is a typical day in the life of Dez? What is, what does that look like?
2: Yeah. So if you ask Josh, it's probably going to be different than what's in my mind. <laughs> um, because so, so we need
0: to get Josh on the pod. Josh yeah. is, next, is, yeah. is our next guest. Perfect. perfect. Yeah.
2: Um, so I live up in, in the Tombaugh area. So our office is now on, on downtown on Main Street. And so I have, a hall, I have a hall. And so I can't go in early. I can't go in early because then I'm stuck with like the commuter traffic. And so I'll, I'll wake up around 6, 630, take the dog for a walk, uh, get a workout in, and then start, you know, kind of planning out my day content side of things for the week. Let's just say this is on a Monday. Uh, we have some staff calls early on, and then I'll head in. And by that time, it's like eleven, um, and so like I'm I'm doing stuff, Josh. If you're watching, I'm I, be, I do stuff before <laughs> I actually get into the office. Um, I probably spend about twenty minutes trying to find parking downtown. Like I just I will just find a spot. I don't like parallel parking. Like it's just like an irrational fear. I just get in my head. So like, I will make sure I have a spot where I can just drive in and it doesn't matter. I I will spend 20 minutes finding a spot. <laughs> if I like, if there's a parallel parking spot, I'm like, ah, well, but that, that's not the spot for me today. And so I'll get in and then we'll start getting content, uh, going where that's streaming podcasting, um, just content ideas uh we, we're at a point now where we're onboarding more people so we have actual like employees and people in the office and we're just doing kind of like round tables talking and bouncing ideas uh uh we're doing a new show that's gonna start in two weeks um and it just really came out from um one of those content bouncing ideas it's gonna be called it's going called super baked sports and we're here, where are we <laughs> yes that, yes it, yes Yes. It's a play on words. So it's both sides. So we're going to get baked. And then, and then this is a spoiler alert. We're going to have a, um, an easy bake oven and, (laughs) and it's a play on drunk history too. And I, we, we haven't really, we're like at the, at the 10 yard line, we haven't really finished it, but in my mind it's going to be kind of what junk history did, where someone just tells a story of something crazy in the sports world but that person who's been super baked who's baking goods <laughs> during their cooking they're the ones telling the story
1: i can't freaking yeah. wait for this like
2: and,
1: I'm
0: so excited about this I'm
2: and so, so like about this. that was literally birth from one of our just constant idea brainstorming like and when you get a bunch of creatives in the room it's it's tough because everyone has really really good ideas but our team has been from the jump has been very well to check ego at the door and and I coming from me, that's very tough. I'm very (laughs) egotistical, but you have to check it out the door every day and especially on the creative side. And so we'll start riffing and we'll start working through things and we'll start going. And that's how something like this comes, hopefully to market here in the next week or two. Um, So that's kind of the day. And then we'll end up, you know, go into a bar downtown, you know, riffing still, whatever it is, uh, and start planning for the next day and and then drive all the way back up to Tomball. Not drinking and driving if we went to the bar, obviously Ubering, (laughs) Um, but things like that. And so it's just, it's, it's a, it's a long day. Um, It's a fun day, like to be in sports and that, that is your job. It's great. It really is.
0: So now, did you, did you major in business? Did you major in, broad, like, what did you major in, and and how far did you zig from your, from your actual plan of life? Yeah, if you're an major,
2: are you an engineering major? No, I'm not. So I played, I played college ball, and I was like, what is the easiest major <laughs> that keeps me on the field? Tennessee. And so everyone says business, like, Everyone says business or kinesiology, but mm-hmm. I came in with a lot of like dual credits or whatever. And the person like was doing it was like, uh, do you like criminal justice? I was like, oh, my dad's a police officer. My grandfather's a police officer. Yeah, I'll do that. Cause I just, it, I came in with a bunch of credits and it maximized that. Mm-hmm. And so <laughs> my major's criminal justice. And about two years in, I was like, definitely don't want to be a cop. So I'm just start loading up a minor. So I got a minor, like, psychology political science and i think business and like that was just because i just was like i like those classes i don't want, to, and i didn't want to change majors because my school was paid for for four years i knew that and i was like well if i change majors that means i am going to be out of pocket for like two years mm-hmm. i don't really want to do that so i was like let me just stay with this major and then figure it out and so i got a sales job in oil and gas out of college I just like talking to strangers and so they're like yeah you can be a sales guy i was like well, okay that's cool i don't know what i'm doing but we'll figure it out and um yeah so it's it is the complete opposite of what i did um but if you do go to college kids like maximize everything that's there like gloat up on minors
0: how, how big is your empire now des say that again how big is your empire now how many employees do you do you have now
2: we have on payroll i believe five official employees and like seven eight other contributors that we we take care of um, and that's in two and a half years and it's been so fun and exciting and look it's a that's grind amazing, still amazing does congrats thank you thank you it's congrats. still a grind it's still a grind we're making we're not making a lot of money Oh, uh, but it's it's fun it's fun and in the in my, guy's in my the tails quote unquote
0: quote big girl job i'm a photographer i own my own job i own my own business and so it, trust me when i say that I totally understand how it is trying to hire other people and like paying them a livable wage. It's, it's not easy. So congrats. That is huge. So I give you all of the, of the golf clubs. Well, And I don't say that sarcastically. I'm very sorry if it sounds sarcastic.
1: I I played ball at U of H. And so I think it's uh, interesting that you were in sales because that's what they do when you have your like college athlete career fairs, like everybody is in sales. I think like I had a, my first interview when I got done playing ball at U of H was a, with a insurance sales agency, so, um, but yeah, I was a sports administration major because I was like, I really wanted to work for the Astros, but uh, I worked in marketing at U of H, so I got to like email uh, or uh, do interviews with like Herman and stuff. Is when they won the Peach Bowl, it was amazing.
2: Yeah, it's it's crazy, like the athlete world, and I think, I think anyone that doesn't matter what level or, or when do you stop playing, I truly think. Playing sports is like the best social network ever. A thousand percent. There's there's people now that uh, like our lawyer. Literally, I played baseball with since I was like eight years old, and Mm -hmm. like he's a corporate lawyer, a big time like job, and like he's done some deals for us. And I'm like, dude, I remember you sticking like sunflower seeds up your nose. Like, are you (laughs) like I'm? I'm. I question him. Like he like he literally did this thing for us. It was like ten pages, and he and he he knows I don't like to read things. Like I'm just like. What do I like? Like, what, what do I really have to read? Like, do I have to DM, read all the ten DM. pages? And so, like, then he like sends me this thing, and and Matt, I love you, but I'm just like, bro, like, are you sure? Like, I was questioning him because I like I grew up with him, and like, so things like that, and like some of our sponsors early on were like guys that that are working at companies and stuff, and hell, how I met Brian was through through baseball, and and so like I truly think on sports on any level, like. That is the biggest social network you have. Doesn't matter how many Twitter followers and Facebook friends you have. Like in real life, like what you have, that social network is is huge. And
0: see, see I, I I done fucked up because uh, your girl has the athletic ability of a gnat. So note to self: we'll try and get the my twins into sports. We uh, got it. We should talk about it like the locker room at U of
1: H. Like you know, playing a college sports just like being like in Greek life, like a fraternity or a sorority, you just don't pay for your friends. That's pretty much, pretty much what it
2: is. <laughs>
0: 100%. Well, does we don't want to take up too much margin of your time. So we're going to do um, a couple of quick um, like this or that kind of things. Okay. And then like one, um, what did you call it, Shelby? Like, oh, who is on your Astros Mount Rushmore? Yes.
2: Ooh, I like that. Okay.
0: So... Who is on your Asterisk Mount Rushmore? And then we're going to move into kind of this or that.
2: Um, Altuve. Vigio. By the way. Yeah, Tuve didn't cheat. Uh, Vigio Bags. It's because that's 90s kids, right? Um, the last spot. Damn, that's tough. We
0: did prep Des by the way for these questions, so sorry Des.
2: No, this is this is perfect because I want to think because like I immediately I go to like Royo or Roger or like JV. But you know what? I'll go to the two time third baseman and future Hall of Famer Breggs. I'll throw Breggs on there because I truly think he's gonna be a Hall of Famer.
0: So Breg's Altuve, Bichio,
2: B- Bagwell. As Bagwell. you can tell, I was not a pitcher in college. Strictly players, <laughs> position players only on that one.
0: All right. I like it. I like it. Okay. So, um, Shelby, throw him your first this or that. All right. So, I came up with a little
1: Houston-themed rapid fire. Okay. A little this or that. Our first one is Crawford Bach or Love
0: Street? Love Street. I'm like, we don't have sponsorship (laughs) deals with either, so we don't really... We have full, full range here. So um, this one I I laughed at and, and then was like, oh, wait, no, I'm actually going to be serious about it. So Pena or Correa?
2: <laughs> How could he say no to those biceps? and That, that smile.
0: Pena. I, the eyelashes. The, yeah. I mean, the kids the got it. Thing. The
2: kids got it. He's a complete package. And I thought Correa was a complete package. It's, it's Pena. It's Pena.
0: I like, right. now, I like you even more now, Dez. I like you even more now. Paul Wall, Bun B.
2: Oh, Bun B. That was tough.
0: Uh, well, you're, you should be happy because those are
2: literally the only questions we <laughs> could was come tough. up with. That was tough. <laughs> right.
1: No, actually, I have two more, so I know oh. I'll do a couple more sports. So, Davis Mills or David Carr?
2: Mm. Gotta go Carr. That hair.
1: The, the hair, I remember I saw him one time in like a Texas roadhouse in Pearland and I was like, man, this is, you know, if you can come out in public like this, you're, you know, as an athlete, that's pretty intense. So, all right, last one I got, uh, Pitch 25 or Kobos?
2: I got to go with my boy Cobo.
1: Ah, man, I'll tell you what, that place is popping. I remember I was going there when there was like two bartenders and stuff. Oh, man, we watched the World Series there. It was a blast.
2: Yeah, Love. I saw y'all the videos. That was sick. It was like five hundred million people out there.
1: I don't Wait know how we ended up in the front of the sh- screen. Actually, I do. We got there like two o'clock in the afternoon. But...
0: <laughs> and Olivia was posted up. She's like boxing out people. She's like I got this. And oh, her yeah. Yeah. everybody hoodie.
1: But... <laughs> it's
0: true. It's true. So uh, Dez, uh we really want to. Thank you for coming on and being our very special guest. We appreciate that so much. So tell the people if they're not already following you, where, where can they find you?
2: Yeah. Well, first off, thank you guys. You guys have been killing it. Uh, I I think I told Shelby at at Kobo's that you guys are been just putting out great content. So super thankful you guys had me on. Uh, Yeah. You can follow us at uh, Apollo HOU across all socials. And then my handle is Apollo Des one on Twitter. I'm not on IG or anything. So just really on Twitter.
0: Very cool. Very cool. Um, again, we thank you, Des, so much for taking the time out of your day to come on with us, um, on our tiny baby hobby podcast that kind of blew up, that kind of went back in shadows, but that's okay. Cause we're having fun. Um, so again, Des, we want to thank you again, Apollo HRU. If you guys do not follow, already follow them, go follow them, go buy all of the merch because we love all of the merch. Um, and, uh, until next time, We will see you later. You can follow all of our Twitter handles and all of the fun stuff. We'll put that in the links because you don't want to actually hear my voice saying that. So um, until next time, we will figure out uh, some sort of recording schedule. Maybe somewhat. We'll figure it out. So until next time, guys, thank you guys. uh, And you guys have a great holiday season. Shelby, not Shelby, Des. Appreciate all y'all. Thanks so much.